Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shoptal at C70. With me, as always, Alan Medlock, a Medlock one. On the Twitters, we're coming to you Saturday morning, um, probably our last show of November. Um, and Alan, how you doing today and how excited are you for Thanksgiving? I know we talked about the holidays last week, but we're a little <laughs> bit closer now. So are you getting ready? I am getting ready. Yeah. Um, we have my, we will start the last week of school Monday, then I'll have my week break and we're winding down the end of the first semester. So you get that holiday right in the middle of the key. It always seems like the kickoff to the full holiday, you know, the mm-hmm. whole full holiday season starts, you know, whenever I get out of school on Friday. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to it. We're getting ready. We are uh, actually heading out to do some, uh, uh, some pre-planning this afternoon on our land uh west of town and uh you know that's where we're doing everything this year so we're excited about it yeah it sounds good it sounds good yeah we don't my parents still do the do the thanksgiving and they're right outside of town so we just go out there so there's not a whole lot for us to what manage and do right now well we're pretty excited about it because this is the first year in probably 20 that we're not going to host (laughs) <laughs> so that adds some uh, a little bit more excitement because you don't host you don't clean so that that's going to be <laughs> that's one of the things we're looking forward to after dinner yeah. don't clean before or after i guess yeah, well, yeah that's uh yeah around here if you don't clean before things get things uh, will bundle up on you quickly so yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah, yeah we're, we're pretty excited about it so weather looks to be great too Yep. Yep. It looks like it's going to be a nice couple of weeks and we'll see if it's a nice couple of weeks for the Cardinals. Like we said, we kind of planned for this to be our last show until December, uh, first of December, just because there's not likely to be a whole lot going on past this week. And there wasn't necessarily a whole lot going on this week, but there was a whole lot of conversation and chatter uh, about some things this week before we get into you know payroll and, and some of the buzz that went along with that there, there were a couple of moves this week and small moves but still probably interesting moves jared young gets taken off waivers from the cubs 
and the Cardinals trade, I think, cash considerations is what it turned out to be. So basically they bought uh, Riley O'Brien from the Mariners, which filled up their 40-man. And I know we spent a lot of time as the postseason was winding down talking about what the Cardinals were going to do with their 40-man roster. And I didn't really see them filling it back up in this manner with these moves, the Buddy Kennedy move that we talked about uh, a week or so ago. Um, little, not that they're not, they're bad moves, but they're not necessarily anything, but maybe depth pieces. Although Riley O'Brien is kind of intriguing. I just didn't expect them to start, you know, filling that roster back up in that kind of manner. No, I agree. There is, it, it's one, it always seems like those things just kind of fool us. And there's a, and there's a business mechanism that goes behind a lot of the 40 man stuff because we thought, all right, let's clear it out because they're going to be bringing new bodies in, and and uh, that's those are going to be the open spots. It all, uh, it all, uh, it, it it all kind of uh, encompasses itself in what we heard in the off season about who they're going to bring in, potentially the numbers and stuff like that, and then they fill them right back up. So I wonder if it, I'm sure there is a, a business practice that goes along with keeping it full, or or how that works. I'm not certain. Um, you know, I would think that knowing that they're definitely going to bring some people in that obviously jobs are going to be open for people that are already on the 40 man. So that, 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 you know, that, that kind of makes a lot of sense, but, but yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I thought that there would be plenty of open spots going into at least the winter meetings of not, you know, just December period. So, you know, a non-tender deadlines, what the 17th. So the, yeah. um, uh, you know, it, it, there's, a lot of moving parts right now, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I forgot about the non-tender deadline. There might be move, might be yeah. news for next week. We'll have to, we'll have to see. Maybe we'll uh, do some emergency podcasts if necessary. But um, yeah, I um, it, and I guess the only real reason to have open spot on the forty at this time of year is if you want to participate in the Rule Five Draft. Well, the Cardinals already have you know, Wilkin Rodriguez, who's going to have to be treated as a rule five player this year. They're not likely to take another one, right? They're not going to take another person that they have to store on the major league roster. So they don't really need the spot for that. And then, you know, when a trade comes along, when a free agent signing comes along, you can make that other transaction, right? You can, or you can clear it right beforehand. I mean, there's no, there's no deadline that you have to do this and you can't do it afterwards. I mean, they can, they could drop Jacob, Jake Westbrook, uh, Jake Westbrook F, um, at any point in time, right? I mean, if yeah. they wanted to clear that spot like a day before they signed Yamamoto, then they could. I mean, stuff like that. So there's not, it's not like you have to, you know, hit this deadline and like, kind of freeze your roster and, and then you're kind of stuck and you can't lose anybody. So I guess there's that. Um, but yeah, I think they've typically gone in with a little bit more flexibility. So they don't necessarily have to. But, um, you know, it's a different Cardinal offseason. They're doing things differently. Um, and there's, it's not like there's a question about, you know, the people that need to be cleared off, right? I mean, it's not like it's like, oh, there's some tough choices. There's still some low-hanging fruit there that they can get rid of if they want, you know, when they get around to signing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's why none of the signings really, it's more of the, man, they fill that right back up when they have open slots. You ask your, yeah, I mean, just a question that are you, what you tell yourself. And then you realize that, I mean, there's several of the names that you and I discussed on potential 40 man moves that are still there that we know have to be dealt with. 
you know, yeah. so yeah, you're right. I mean, there it is. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it, <clears throat> how it shakes out because I do wonder, I mean, with, I know we're hearing pitching, 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 but a lot of these draws mm-hmm. through the lines of like your Woodfords and then potentially your Hudson's that don't come back. And that's uh, that, that adds to the entry to me to when they fill it up so quickly to see like, Hey, so there's going to be some guys moving out and it could potentially be guys that, that we thought, uh, there's no chance just because they're going to need the arms. Yeah. I mean, but there's, you know, is there's a difference of, of pitching, pitching. The reason they need pitching is because of the arms that they have. Right. Yeah. So, you know, to get rid of a Hudson or a Woodford or something like that, you know, in theory gets into your depth, but it's not real good depth. So, you know, yeah. if you have to get rid of it, especially if you're bringing in other pitchers, you know, if you start shifting like a Thompson down into their, you know, mid depth, that's good because that's a, he's a much better pitcher and stuff of that nature. But um, so, yeah, I, I think that's, again, I, I just didn't expect them to start picking up depth pieces and depth pieces that weren't, arms right if they had filled up you know gotten the riley o'brien and, and a couple other guys like that i think it made a little bit more sense right they're still filling up but they get buddy kennedy who's kind of that middle infielder type that they've got a lot of and they get a jacob young who's sounds like a you know first baseman type um who's had some success at triple a this year but is still like i think 28 you know he's not necessarily a, a guy that you you know, expect to, to for this team to pick up, right? I, that was a little bit different. Um, and I don't know if it's because they have plans that will get rid of some of the players like that so that they have another one to, to fill that spot in or what. But um, it was a little bit intriguing to see them pick up, you know, like two two batters and not just three pitchers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I kind of thought the same thing because the, yeah, it, I, it just kind of, it, a lot of times it's it's a head scratcher to see that they have what we think is just a uh, log jam in certain areas that they'll bring in other other people. Now, you know, like Gould is good about coming out and saying, well, I don't see it that way, you know, type type situation. Not like the like not like that was that was done during the season, not necessarily in this situation. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's always kind of a mystery to see why they bring in who they do. And, and I'm sure it's, contractual stuff for uh you know to keep i don't know it's just uh back to the business mechanisms i'm sure that there's a plane in place on on a lot of these guys and you know as as much as they turn over every stone something intrigues them to bring them on on board now what uh, that also means that that uh some of those guys that are in that are in the depth positions already are probably gone you know we've heard a burleson rumor this week we've heard We've heard several things this week, and uh, you you know you just never know. I mean it it's it's kind of one of those stay tuned type moments because you just kind of feel like something big will be happening pretty soon. And it kind of goes back to the in like the first of what you were saying earlier of yeah they have a lot of arms and they have a lot of pitchers, but they're not necessarily the good ones. I mean we we have to face the fact that maybe a lot of the roster is stale, and that and it was this roster that that lost ninety one games. So there's going to be a lot of transactional stuff of, hey, you know, we this is who we were with you. We're going to see who we are without you type situation as well. And and there could be cultural issues with some of it as well. Yeah, I do think it's kind of funny that we talk about how bad this team was. And then um, there's this idea of, 
you know, reuniting with uh, Jordan Montgomery and Jordan Hicks, which is are still reasonable things. Don't get me sure. wrong, but it's just kind of funny. It's like, oh, this pitching staff is so bad, so let's bring it back together. Um, you know, and I, I get that, and I obviously would be fine to have either one of those guys come back. It, they they were not really the yeah. problem, but it's just a little bit, a little bit ironic, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm interested to see how how things are, are going to to pan out in this regard and and how quickly that they do and that's kind of one of those things we've heard a lot this week we've i mean at this point in juncture this juncture of the the offseason are you surprised at how much or how little the cardinals have been tied to certain people uh gosh that's a good question i uh Just like you said before the show, I think the market is really developing and it's going to be really competitive. And like we talked about last week, there's not the Yankees and Red Sox are going to be brought up with everybody every year, you know, but you do add in the Cardinals. And now pitching wise, you may have to add in the Dodgers and the Cubs seem to be the darlings again, especially after the council news Uh that man, the market's going to be pretty crazy and it's going to have to strike quick. Um, I don't know if I've necessarily. The Cardinals linked early to me usually is a bad sign. If the, if if you know what that if you know what I mean, yeah. I mean it, it's almost like the Cardinals linked early means that it's leaked from someone, not the Cardinals, essentially, and that that's probably somebody to, to drive up market and essentially where they're gonna where they're gonna they, it, it'll be somewhere else. Like I feel like there's so much smoke around Sonny Gray right now that he makes the most sense to the Cardinals because he's not gonna be the top tier guy. But now it makes so much sense that I almost see there being zero chance of signing him, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Like he'll be he'll be a guy that moves off the market quick. The guy that the Cardinals probably should have signed right away, and it fits their profile of not spending thirty million a year, which they're going to have to with the top two guys to go. But they'll miss out on him, and he'll go to you know Philadelphia as a uh, as a soft landing spot in case they don't get Nolan. And Philadelphia probably gets Nolan as well you know, type situation. Uh, I will tell you something that, that does kind of all, I, I feel it's funny. Like I watch MLB network every morning from like five to six, just to catch up on stuff, because this is kind of my favorite time to watch. Cause you find out a lot of the national perspective on how things are going. Mm-hmm. Well, they always do a segment every morning from the GM meetings. They did it all week and Mo wasn't on any of them, but just about every man, every other GM or, spokesman for the uh for the organization was and i just and i i I kept asking myself is it because it was just the timing deal or is it just the 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 fact that they're just not very exciting i mean i don't know i mean it's i don't know if that even goes into what you're asking me but but them linked to anybody right now seems a little bit slow but i'm not sure if anybody's linked to anybody at this point but i do wonder if the cardinals have kind of been lost in the shuffle in this whole situation could be. I mean, you go through like MLB rumor trade rumors at the beginning of the week, and they had you know their top fifty, yes, top fifty uh, free agents, and their three writers kind of picked where those guys were going to go, and every one of them picked Nola to St. Louis. But other than that, St. Louis was very rarely. I, I agreed. I, I thought the exact same thing when I read that, and I read through every all fifty of those just to see what the links were, and. I, as as much as I would love Nolan, he would be my pick. I think he goes back to Philadelphia. I mean, it's it's hard to know. I mean, you, you're hearing these things about he's asked for thirty million a year, and Philadelphia doesn't want to go there. Uh, I saw a tweet this morning. I think that 
somebody, and I don't remember who, one of those national guys were saying that didn't look like they were at least close to reunion. Um, you know, that being said, that's a lot of times you say they're not close to reunion about two days before they sign. So, uh, you know, it, you never know what that kind of buzz means if it's one side or the other, uh, trying to get a little bit, a little bit more leverage. Um, I mean, it, it does make sense for them to go back there. They, but you know, that payroll has, has a lot of expensive parts too. So I don't know, you know, not being somebody that follows the Phillies, I don't know exactly where their financial situation is. Yeah, that that's true. I just now <laughs> they are literally the team that said stupid money. You know what I mean? And I feel yeah. like uh, I feel like the, the Phillies are weird to me because it, it was one of those deals to where I felt like they were destined to the World Series and they fell short. It just felt like that was their their year. And I wonder how dumb they may be to feel like they have to recreate that with what they have. And I could see them spending some really silly money this off season. I think it would probably start there just to keep Wheeler and Nola together. Um, you know, I, I, I'm like I said, that's about just scratching the surface of what I know about the Phillies other than, you know, watching the end of the season in the playoff run. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I don't know. I, I mean, I can see them doing something really dumb. It'd be interesting to see how much the past good Phillies team, right? That, that 2010 through 2000, what 12 13 team informs this because right it it won the world series it lost the world series it lost the championship series it lost the division series and then was out of the playoffs right i mean it, it just stair-stepped right out yeah and you wonder hey okay they were in the they lost the world series and they lost the division the championship series are they are they thinking here we go again we've got to do something to arrest this before it's another one of these times where we're also rants. I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a very good possibility. Yeah. That's uh and you know, like I said, those, those East coast teams like that, it is just one of those where you just never know. And out yeah. of desperation. I mean, and here's the thing. It, it's, it's, it's another one of those deals to where Atlanta's lurking, you know, I don't know how much we believe in, in Florida, you know, type situation, but the division is going to be tough and Atlanta is going to be good for a while. So you may have to keep up with Joneses a little bit. So yeah, no telling what, what happens. I mean that, and that's, that's part of the beauty of the off season. Yeah. I mean, some, there's going to be people go places that nobody expects. Um, and, and that's always going to be kind of interesting to see. Um, yeah. It's, you know, I think, it's interesting you you say that about Mosaic W on the national shows and and I and I get that and that's he's not one to typically do that I don't think um, but it felt to me I guess because you know because of Derek Gould's coverage mainly although some of the others as well that Mo was talking a lot more to the media than maybe he normally does um, he he had some media availability this week at the GM meetings. Um, and not that he's, you know, again, he's not saying anything about anybody's any names or anything like that, but he did seem to be at least talking a little bit more and saying things that um, could be taken the wrong way. Apparently that was, seems to be the, uh, the, yeah. the, the issue of the week was, you know, John Denton reporting basically without some context that Derek Gould then eventually provided that the Cardinals have said that they want payroll to be about what it was last year. Now, not last year as in 
where it wound up, but last year where it was going, you know, they were thought that by the trading deadline that they'd be adding pieces and they would be around $200 million. Um, and that's where they want to go. So they've got probably 50, 45, 50, depends on how you measure it, depending on what you look at, you know, depending on how much they do, they, they got that kind of money for this off season. Um, or, or for next year's, and I think there's the kicker, right? It's for next year that they've got forty fifty. If you sign somebody big, but you sign them to a backloaded contract, you know, you could get a Yamamoto for fifteen million for next year. Yeah. It might cost you thirty at the end of that deal, but um, I think that sometimes we forget that, right? We we sit there and say, oh well, Aaron Nola is going to take up thirty million dollars if you get him. Well, he might average thirty million over his contract, but that doesn't mean that next year is going to be that way. You can kind of shift things around, and so that when Goldschmidt or Arenado are coming off, maybe that's the way that contract goes up. I, I don't. I think that sometimes we don't think about it in that regard. Um, the Cardinals have a little bit more financial power than than maybe we consider, but um, but yeah, I mean. Everybody blew up thinking that it was going to be, oh, we're just going to, it's business as usual. We're not even actually going to raise the payroll. And that, that really wasn't what Mo was saying at all. Yeah. 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 That's, and <laughs> I know I, that we, we talk about this. The minute that I saw the first text from Denton, and that was the first thing that I read, I was like, oh boy, this isn't going to go over well. I was like, this is, uh, this is going to lead to a little bit of backlash. But then in, in context, it made a lot of sense. And, and, it, and in the context, when you read the whole situation, it makes you a little bit excited to see that, hey, there's a little bit of, of uh, flexibility on this where they, they could potentially go out and do some of the things that we thought that they would do. I mean, it's, it, you know, we've talked about this for a while. We think that they're going to get one of the top guys, you know, or mm-hmm. multitudes of the, the second tier, you know, you know, scratching the surface of the other one. Um, it's, uh, you know, it. it there's going to be a ton. I, everybody is, it's just heightened tension right now. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, anything that comes out is going to be, uh, is going to be gone through with a fine tooth comb. And it's, it's best just to kind of take a step back and see that, Hey, it, it, things point to, to the Cardinals doing some things that they haven't done in, in the, uh, in, uh, in the past 10 years or so. And now you can be skeptical whether they're going to do it or whatnot, but the signs point to that those things are going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, it takes two both sides, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, but they are, they are going to try. I think we, I think we can fairly say that, and I think that you know the Cardinals have said all the right things, and that's all you can do, right? I mean, that's all you can take, um, at least until they start, you know, players start getting signed and stuff like that. But they've said all the right things about you know they were embarrassed last year. This is not status quo this is we've got we know we've got to do something we know we've got to make big changes we know we've got to spend money all that kind of stuff so i you know i still don't see anything that the cardinals have done that makes me think that they're saying one thing and they're going to do another um you know again there's only what three or four maybe five people at the top of this free agent class and there's eight or nine teams that are really looking at maybe actively involved with those guys. Right. So there's a chance you don't come away with somebody. I mean, somebody's not going to get one of those guys and it could be St. Louis um, as best they try, you know, when you've got the Mets, when you've got the Yankees, when you've got the Dodgers, when you've got the Red Sox, um, like you said, the Cubs getting a little bit more active, 
all that kind of stuff. I, I mean, not that they can't beat those teams in this, but it's hard, right? They don't necessarily have the markets and the value that those two teams have. So, you know, I still think they're going to. I still think they're going to get one of those guys. Um, and but I, you know, again, until they actually sign it, all you can do is hope they're doing everything they can um, because there is a limit that they have. And, and I get that. And I don't, as long as that limit's kind of reasonable. And I think that's always the question, right? Whether it's reasonable for them versus reasonable for us, um, I, you know, I, I and, and do some active stuff because it's, it's not like if we continue to go back to it, it's not like, you know, three or four years ago when it was Bryce Harper. Right. And they just said, we're not engaging. This is not something we need, you know, nothing like that they're actively engaged with a lot of these big name pitchers. Um, and I think that's, that's intriguing in and of itself, right? I mean, they never would have been tied to any of these people credibly. I mean, you know, there's always some national writer that's going to say, Oh, the Cardinals should be, our Cardinals are in on NOLA, you know, and some years you'd be like, okay, that's just them, you know, trying to drum a business or, a, you know, or an agent trying to drum a business. They're not actually there, you know, this year they're actually there and they're actually there on a number of guys. Yeah. 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 And that's, uh, you can just see the, uh, you can just see the, uh, how do I say it? The groundwork for, you know, something big at the meetings, you know what I mean? Just do, just like you said, the media availability, the, the lack of the national availability, um, the, uh, kind of lurking in the weeds that they that they that they like to do, you know, type situation to where I would think. I mean, I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth on this, but I, in a quick signing, I think Gray would make the most sense. But like I say, I still feel like he probably signed somewhere else because other people are thinking the exact same way. But I do feel like that they will get somebody, and it may not even be through the free agent market that that. They that it's going to be at the top of the rotation type situation now, whether that's Yamamoto, whether that's Glass now, whether that's you know, whoever. I do feel like there's a groundswell going that, that something like that's going to happen just due to what you said. I think there's a little bit of embarrassment, there's some egg on their face, there's some staleness to the road to the uh, roster in general. And I, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of movement and a lot of clearing up of a lot of areas. And uh, I think that they're going to follow through on, on their, their pitching plan now. Just like I said, we kind of warned everybody: don't, 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 you know, don't be upset when it's not Nola, Snell, Hater, you know, potentially mm-hmm. Hicks coming back, and we're done for the off season. I doubt that's what goes on, and we know that's not what's going to go on. But, but still, I feel like there's enough smoke right now that there is fire that something's going that something will happen. Yeah, I think the most intriguing thing this this winter has been so far the Cardinals actively pursuing Yamamoto. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and not to cut you off, that is one that honestly I gave no credence to when we talked about it about a month ago. I was thinking, I go, while they've done well in the international market, I just don't see it happening. To where I wonder now where they would be in the pecking order, and I would have to think it's probably top three. That's I mean, that's just gut feeling. But no, I I'm completely agree with you on that one. That's kind of one of the more surprising aspects of this. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, it was one of those, okay, we as fans see the need. We see that there should be a, a reason for them to go after it. it. It's Bryce Harper all over again to some degree. Except that that 
they have the need now too, right? I mean, yeah. last, when Harper was there, they had outfielders. You could argue, and Fox Sports did how <laughs> how uh, effective those guys were, but um, but they had. A, you could say at least it made sense. Okay, they do have outfielders. They need pitchers, and so for them to be active, but it, it it's also interesting because they're taking connections that they have been planning for years, right? I mean, it's not necessarily they were planning for Yamamoto, but, you know, they've got a guy over there that's, uh, you know, a scout that's in that area that's got good connections to Oryx, which is where Yamamoto played. They've got, uh, you know, two or three other different guys in in supporting roles that have, you know, good reputations and stuff. So Taguchi's over there, uh, you know. Um, and then you add in Lars Newbar, who not only is, you know, this national hero over in japan it's i was reading what did i see a tweet and again you know you take it for what it's worth i don't know if it's true or not but it was talking about how newt bar's mom and yamoto's mom talk all the time you know that kind of stuff i, I thought people. that was a strange that was so weird <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. It, is, it is but you know there's but it's that connection right i mean we saw the pictures of, of newt bar over there and he was he was over there for other things, but he's also there to watch some of the Japan series and watch uh, Yamamoto, some pictures of them together. You know, Nolan Arnado's over there. So I'm thinking, you, you know, if, if money's not an object, which is, that's not the, obviously not the case. Money's going to be huge. But if you just took, and you're just trying to sell an organization to Yamamoto, the Cardinals might even be the favorite in that regard, right? I mean, he's going to, he's going to probably like the big cities, you know, the New York's, the, and, and then, you know, being on the, the West coast, we've talked about or either coast, but especially the West coast we've talked about before is where the Japanese players have typically played because in some degree it's easier to get back to Japan from them. Um, but when you talk about, or, you know, he, he's going to have familiarity with St. Louis and I think their odds are a lot better than they probably should be for the fact that it's a middle of the country, smaller market. Right. Um, I, I don't know that they're going to get him. Um, I do think it's interesting that they might be focused on doing that. Um, and you know, who knows? I mean, I, I don't, I don't think they're the favorites, but I don't think they're like this long shot that doesn't have a shot either. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, they're, there's more to it than I than I really thought ever would happen, you know. And it's uh, you know whether it is the, just the the line drawn of of uh, <clears throat> you know the players being there and new bar f- um, familiarity by playing with them in the off season, but but yeah, I mean it's definitely not a non-issue. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? And and so much so that I almost feel like he would be the more logical of the aces they would sign over a Nola and a Snell at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you do hope that it translates to MLB and it should, I mean, we've got a lot, we've got a lot more data now. We know how that kind of stuff translates uh, from Japan to the major leagues. Um, You know, there's questions about his size, um, but that's not anything I've heard of, but just the fact that he's the youngest person on this, you know, a guy that's coming off what is he, he's like 25, right? Um, you know, he's coming in here, not even in his prime, really. I mean, there's still probably a couple of years before he maybe hit his prime. 
um, and hitting the free agent market. That just doesn't happen, right? Everybody else on this list that we've got is 30, 33. I mean, Gray's 34. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So just for age purposes, you know, you'd think that you'd want to get a guy like that and you lock him up for a long time. And, you know, and I think that's even the better thing too, right? The pitcher, a pitcher, and one of the selling points of Nola is he's durable. And I like that, right? And everybody, everybody does. But if you're signing a pitcher to a long-term deal, no matter how durable they are, you kind of write off a year, right? You just assume that there's going to be about a year of that contract, but they're going to be hurt and you're not getting anything for them. You know, at least with Yamamoto, you can offer him a seven or eight year deal, not feel like it's terrible. And then if you lose a year, you still get six or seven years out of that deal, right? Um, instead of a gray, which again, I'm not saying he's hurt or would be, but you offer gray a three year deal. And if he gets hurt, then that deal's pretty much a wash, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, there are so many, so many reasons. But again, all those reasons that the Cardinals have, these other teams do as well. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm just going to be, I mean, I think it's interesting. We we know that, you know, Brian Cashman has been over there. We know that, you know, Steve Cohen's interested. Um, if the Cardinals are able to outbid or at least, I don't know if outbid, but at least win the bidding of for Yamamoto, I, I think that would, that would do more than anything to upset the standard quo, the status quo idea or the idea that the, the DeWitts just want to make money. Um, I, I think that would change perspectives very, very quickly. Great point. Yeah, great point. Uh, the uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all you said was correct. And no matter how long you, one, I think there is a lot of people that believe that he's going to be highly effective in the big leagues, and that the mm-hmm. uh, the line between the Japanese league and the big leagues is not as great as it used to be, and that he'll come over and be a top of the rotation guy for somebody next year. Um, and, uh, and you're right. I mean, no matter how you look at the contract, if you do it long enough, it's going to be a win for you unless he's just done for all of them, which, you know, that's going to be a disaster no matter where he pitches the, um, um, yeah. I mean, I think that you summed it up just about perfectly on that. And, and I, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, like the first time that that we even brought it up, I was, I would literally thought it's just not going to, that, that won't, that won't Mm -hmm. work out. And there was a part of me that didn't want to see it. To where now I'm thinking, well, this may be the move that that really shanks things up, and and you're right. A lot of these guys always end up on the uh, on the coast for the same reasons that we had talked about. So to see it land in the middle of the country under this situation, I I do think that would be that would be a narrative changer completely to bring him in for whatever they sign him for. And it's another thing, just like I thought you mapped it out perfectly too on how they can how they'll handle the money. You know, it may be a thirty million a year deal to bring him over, which potentially would have to be, have to happen. But man, they pay it out over time. I mean, look with the, how yeah. they handled the Arnado deal and the Goldschmidt. And I mean, they they have ways to make it happen, and it's almost one of those they almost have to. It was also interesting. I, I was reading in there. I think it was Derek Gould's chat. Some and he just made this offhand reference, but basically, somebody asked, you know, with Newt Bar, if you got Yamamoto, um, is there at least the incentive of getting Yamamoto because it opens like a new front. You know, you've got Japan to some degree, right? I mean, Newt Bar has already kind of helps Cardinals make inroads in a whole nother country, but you get a guy like Yamamoto that, that just almost solidifies that. Right. I mean, yeah. you're, 
currently, you know, you're Japan's team for currently. And that's a, that's a big market, obviously. And I don't, you know, I don't know that you look at it just as from that point of view, but I think that's a, an aspect of it, right? I mean, there's some, some money to be made in a market that's a very baseball, you know, focused Yeah, um, to get your name and, and get, get to be one of the big teams over there. Um, you know, that helps offset some of the costs you might have to pay here. Yeah, good point. I mean, that's uh, that's great. I mean, the marketability is off the charts, and it's uh, you know, <laughs> in the back of my mind, all I got to think about, and this is this stupid question. I'm good at those, but um, does this not mean that you're going to have Newt Bar around for a long time? You know, you know what I mean by that. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah, just like yeah. you're like, oh, you know, I think he's probably the safest outfielder they have right now. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of Walker. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, the, the, we've seen stuff that the Cardinals had put him off limits to some degree. Um, you know, like and, and Mo will always tell you, you never say that nobody's untradeable, but it's yeah. like, you know, Walker and Newt Bar both were guys that they, you would have had to overwhelm them to get. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's true. I think they probably, you know, if you're looking at, I mean, Newt Bar's not ready for that yet. But, you know, we go to spring and somebody's always getting a new contract, right? And it's probably Goldschmidt this year. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't rule out them locking down uh, a new bar for, you know, try to buy out his arbitration years or something like that. Um, I, I think they like him that much. And, and it's very interesting. Again, I mean, we remember, most of us remember when he got drafted and it was just like, oh, this guy with a cool name. And, you know, he's done the work and really – reinvented himself to be a solid you know major league player and yeah i think that they probably do want him and i mean look the cardinals were tied to yuki matsui which is a trade uh, i think we talked about it last week one of those ones that we thought the cardinals might actually just you know go ahead and do right i mean there's something like something like that was one that might get done almost as soon as the market opened and it hasn't happened yet but you know if they did you know, got both those guys plus a Newt Bar. I mean, they, you know, St. Louis would become like some a, a vacation destination for people from Japan. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, exciting, exciting to yeah. hear. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I mean, does does he sign before the winter meetings? Yamoto? Yeah. Well, it's a 45-day posting period, uh, so... Yeah. I don't think he signs. I think he probably signs at them. Yeah, I was going to say, won't go 45, but I did wonder how quick it could happen. Because it was, was it this week? that I mean, it was this week, Bill. It's like, so 45, you're looking at, well, you're looking at almost right at Christmas. Uh, so it's not, yeah, you're. it's not going to go there. But I think winter meetings, there's a real good chance that it, it happens right around that time. Because they'll have had about a month to, you know, judge offers and all that kind of stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't plan to come over for those winter meetings and get signed then. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you never know. It could go earlier. Somebody, you know, blew him out of the water, but my, my guess would be to look for it around there. So it'd be interesting. Um, also trade front. Um, there is that option as well. And we're hearing a little bit of, buzz there as well again not necessarily from the cardinals but you know we saw that the uh blue jays uh who have taken a lot of cardinals 
over the last few months. Uh, we're interested in Dylan Carlson. Um, there has been some talk. I don't know that it's got any kind of source or if it's just speculation, this idea of a Dylan Carlson for Alec Manoa type of trade. Uh, what do you think about if if that trade was on the table, what would you think about it? <sighs> I, I, You know, it's funny. Manoa had basically his own segment the other day on uh, on uh, MLB Network about or MLB Tonight about how he, basically he just he came into ca- camp out of shape, mm-hmm. struggled with that all year. Um, in in that pursuit, he, uh, he you you know lost touch with himself as a pitcher, lost mechanics, you know, so just typically the things that that happen that turned into an ugly situation and, you know, the two demotions refusing one of them, you know, it just sounds like it's toxic and he's going to get traded regardless. Now I did see uh, their GM online saying, Hey, he's with the, you know, saying, saying the things that you have to say, right, basically, right. Uh, you know, he's part of us and you know, one of those deals. Um, that being said, I did, I do wonder if Dylan Carlson's time, isn't up here and that the Cardinals won't regret that at some point. But I do wonder if they have, have kind of lost a little bit of faith in Carlson, like the Blue Jays potentially could have in Manoa. And this wouldn't be a low hanging fruit move to where you're trading potentially what could be your fourth outfielder, which I would argue with, but Mm -hmm. could potentially be trading your fourth outfielder to fill one of those gaps of the three starters that they said they need. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I think you're selling low on Dylan Carlson, like you were saying, but the Blue Jays might be selling low on Alec Manoa. And uh-huh. so, yeah, the potential's there. I I do worry a little bit about, because the Cardinals have always been really good about the personalities and the character and everything that they bring into the organization, right? Because I think, you know, clubhouse chemistry is important. And, you know, so there is that idea of, okay, is it just a player butting heads and maybe acting out a little bit because of the situation that he's in, or is this the kind of player person he is, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's a really question. Of course, there's also questions about, is he hurt? Cause that was the big debate, right? You know, the blue Jay said he hurt and he said he wasn't and that kind of stuff. Is he hurt? Um, I think if they made that trade, I would be fine with it because it does feel like, like we talked about it, Newborn Walker are going to be in your outfield and they're going to play almost every day. You know, you've got Tommy Edmond who seems to be going to be playing center field, which, yeah. you know, okay, is that a good idea? Questionable. But, and if you trade Dylan Carlson, he's going to have to, I guess, because there's really not until Victor Scott the second is ready, which is still another probably year. Um, You know, you've got Tyler O'Neill currently who has played center field, but I don't know that it went super well. And we don't know that Tyler O'Neill is going to be here at the end. Sure. It feels like he's probably not going to be around. Um, you've got Alec Burleson who can play the outfield. So maybe Newt Barr shifts over to center and you've got Burleson in the outfield, but you know, there's, there's possibilities. <clears throat> Long way to say that. Yeah, there's, it's very possible that Dylan Carlson doesn't have much of a role on this team. And if you can get a guy like Manoa, now Manoa can't be your guy, right? That can't be yeah, your agree for the offense. Yeah. He's your, he's that fifth starter guy that you get and you go get a, you know, Moto and a Gray or a Nola and a who knows what Gray. I don't know. I guess that's about the only other option, right? We keep saying, yeah. keep saying Gray. And I honestly, my feeling is Gray may wind up staying in Minnesota because he was talking so much about 
it's not about money. It's about being comfortable and things like that. He seemed to be a situation where he liked that. Although I've also heard the Braves involved with him because it's close to Nash, you know, closest to his Nashville home. Who knows? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think like- it's a little bit. The link to Philadelphia. No, the link to Philadelphia with Greg concerns me just because, <clears throat> you know, he pit their pitching coach was on the same staff with him at uh, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt. Yeah. And that's one yeah. of the reasons he ended up in in Cincinnati. So right. I, that that's the one that kind of that worries me the most, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I would, I don't know. I mean, when you started, when we started this process, you know, probably in October or maybe earlier. And really looking at people, I kind of felt like Gray was probably the most likely to Cardinal. Agreed. The more I look at it, I'm almost now. I think I'll be a little bit surprised if he yeah. ends up. In oh yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's probably a better way to put it than what I said earlier. Long winded, but no, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, if Manoa is like your that 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 lottery ticket, if you've got two really established, really good top of the rotation guys, and Manoa is your lottery ticket guy, your third starter, that's a guy of a gamble. That's great. Yeah, I think that's an awesome offseason um, because he does have the potential yeah. to be – he has the potential to be your number one, right? Even with good players coming in. he has. I mean, he's he's pitched like that. I don't think he gets to that again. But, you know, even if he pitches well enough to be a number three, that's a great number three, uh, right? Yeah, then, sure. I mean, that, that's the first thing. When you said a five, I was like, well, if your ceiling is, is – uh, if your ceiling is a three and Michaelis, well, that's a pretty good rotation anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, I agree. Uh, yeah. So I, again, I, there's, there's hesitations, there's questions and, but it does feel like that might be a deal that could or should get, get done. Sure. Um, I, I don't know. It, again, the Cardinals have gone to that Toronto. Well, pretty often agreed see and that's always one of those things that i just that i always rally back to is is previous trading partners because they know each other so well yeah yeah because there was a long time that you know mo hit cleveland quite often 100 percent. no um he's done toronto um san diego for a little bit i think it felt like there was a couple of deals there although that might be going back into the jockey era um, the other thing that I'm looking, you know, I was kind of scrolling down MLB trade rumors. It says the Yankees have talked about, uh, Brendan Donovan, and Alec Burleson, uh, Donovan, I have real trouble imagining any going anywhere. Right? Yeah. I mean, I agree. um, we have talked in the past that if you're going to trade for young pitching, then it's going to cost somebody like a Donovan. But I don't know when we, we've talked enough about how payroll is going to go up and we talked, you know, I think they'd be more likely to buy two and then trade for a Manoa than they would be to try to, to trade for Donovan. Now, I I don't know. I just, he doesn't, Burleson, I get, I just, I, I don't think that they want to move on from Donovan at all. Agreed. I, go ahead. No, I was just say, even though he said he might be at the top of his market, which is, you know, we've talked about selling low on Dylan Carlson. Sometimes you want to sell high on a player. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. I mean, I feel like, we're probably, I feel like, the, I think, the, I think we're closer to seeing uh, Donovan as, as the everyday left fielder over the, mm-hmm. I think the chances of him being your everyday left fielder are greater than him being traded. Burleson makes a lot of sense in a move, but I mean, I almost feel like your, uh, your outfield next year is going to be, be Newt Bar, Donovan, Edmund Walker. Because I think O'Neill and Carlson are both traded. 
And then you figure it out from there. But now the Burleson link, I was like, well, you know, as much as I would like to have Burleson and I, I like the, I do like the profile that he brings. I mean, I feel like a trade like that would be good if you bring back a beater or whatnot. I mean, not one-on-one, no one-for-one of right. course, but you know, that, that answers a lot of questions for both teams, especially, especially the Cardinals that are trying to do so much rotation wise. Yeah. I, I mean, Burleson kind of needs to be, to me, it feels like, Kind of needs to be at a place where he can DH a lot. Yeah. And I don't know the Cardinals want to tie up the DH spot. No. Like that, right? I mean, Contreras is going to use it quite a bit. You're going to have those days off for Goldschmidt and Arenado, which we've seen the kind of that process of they'll DH one day and have a day off, that kind of stuff. Um, you need it for people that are hurt, like Donovan was this year, um, that could that could hit but not throw. Yeah. I just don't know that they want to, you know, commit, you know, 500 or so plate appearances to to a guy to Burleson at the DH spot and he can play outfield I think he's getting maybe getting better at it but it's still when you've got guys like Walker who's still learning the position um some of the other guys that are out there you know they are because Mo has said this week also that they need to work on the they don't necessarily need to work on the def- on the offense they need to work on the little things yeah defense and base running and things like that. Uh, the stuff that they had to work on two or three years ago and then got better under Schilt and now it's kind of slipped off. Um, so it doesn't make me feel like you're going to see an outfielder of Walker, Newt Barr, and Burleson anytime soon, you know? And if you're not going to see that kind of uh, stuff, then where's the use? So, yeah, I mean, I think if you could get really good value for him, I, I I would like to keep Burleson, but I agree. I think that yeah, I think that that's this that might be a move that that happens because I mean they really do, and we've talked about it for years. And I think the Cardinals are finally understanding they they need to clear some of this logjam of of outfielders. Um, now, to be fair, they don't necessarily have a whole lot coming up in the outfield spot. But then again, we're looking at we we need to talk talk. I mean, we talked about this whole situation. We've not talked about Richie Palacios, who had a great September and has definitely put himself in the discussion for next year. I don't know if this is a you know one hit wonder or if this is something solid, but he's going to be in that mix at least to start the year. No, yeah, I agree. I just about brought that up earlier as the fifth outfield option. That, that even, may, I mean, I like I said, we are we in agreement that O'Ne- O'Neill will not be a Cardinal this year. It's hard to see how he works. I agreed. And I kind of feel the same way with, with Carlson, really. And that's one. The Carlson deal is I think you give up a little bit too early, but I do think it's kind of tainted both ways. And not necessarily in such a he's a bad teammate or the organization thinks less of him. I just don't think the fit's there anymore, um, and which is weird considering that they could use a true center fielder. And it may, may even draw back to the mismanagement the Cardinals have historically done with some of these guys. Um, mm-hmm. And they may regret it, but I think they're both out. Which does, I mean, and I think Palacio has Palacios has, has definitely played a role in that. I think that he'll be your your fifth guy, which makes Burleson even less, uh, y- y- or y- even more. It, you know, they can trade him. I mean, there's right. there's going to be room. Yeah, yeah. I I think that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think you know. Again, we we talk about the, the trading Carlson when he's low, but if you're going to trade him, I want to do it like this. I want to trade him for Manoa, who's also got upside, but Agreed. it may not happen. Yeah. And, it, and, that, and that's the situation where, okay, Carlson goes and he flourishes in, in Toronto. 
and Manoa just doesn't click in St. Louis. Okay, that's a trade that didn't work out, and it, it doesn't look great, but okay. I'd rather that than to trade Carlson for, you know, two double-A guys that never, you know, really have much chance, right? Yeah. Um, and just to get him off roster. And I don't, I don't, I don't think they would do that. I don't think they want to just, just give him away, but it's hard to get what could be his value. And I think you have to do something like the Manoa thing. As for O'Neal, man, I don't know. I don't know what kind of deal they make there. It, it is very difficult to imagine him still being on the roster. Um, but, you know, would that, you'd almost think that, You'd almost think that Toronto would want him over now, I, Carlson. Right? Agreed. I thought about. I thought the same thing when you said whenever, uh, whenever the rumor broke. I was like, well, they obviously like, uh, they obviously like Carlson, but I'm surprised the link to O'Neill wasn't stronger. You know, just do the Canadian roots and you know the ballpark that allows a ton of home runs. Yeah, it is a you know it is the fact that Carlson has control and and. O'Neill will be a free agent next year. So yeah. you're only getting one year of control there. And it is hard to trade somebody like Manoa for him, because if Manoa clicks for St. Louis, you may have O'Neill for only one year. And then, you know, at least, at least in the other side, you'd have Carlson for three or four. Yeah. Um, so there's some of that, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think O'Neill is probably more like the guy that you trade for a couple of, you know, double a pitchers prospects like a libertor type deal right i mean i don't know that you can get a libertor type i mean well, libertor what he was in 19 or 18 when they make the trade not what libertor is now you know somebody's up and coming prospect i don't know that anybody's going to trade a no deal for that especially when he's only going to be a free agent but you know if you're getting a a guy that the cardinals like and maybe the other team doesn't you know maybe that's that's how it goes but it is interesting. I haven't on, I don't think I've seen anything this so far in this, you know, last week or so that's been the beginning of the market that has really had any kind of even passing mention to O'Neill really. Yeah, I know it. So I have, I've not heard anything. So the, yeah. uh, but I, it, it still would shock me if he comes back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think we've all kind of expected that for a while. And you know, of course everybody has, implied that Ali Marmol's comments at the end of the year about weeding out people have something to do with, with O'Neill, although there's no guarantee that that's true. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, it is hard to imagine that he would be back, but I don't necessarily see the most obvious way for them to do that. Cause I don't think Tom O'Neill's got enough that I don't think they'd non-tender him. Um, you know, maybe we'll be wrong. Maybe we'll find out this week. We're wrong on that. Um, I, I think that even though he's supposed to get what six or seven million dollars, you know, if he's healthy and if he's, you know, he's fine. I mean, he's gonna make that. I mean, he's gonna earn that for you. So I have problems believing that they'll just non-tender him. Um, they might. I think they're more likely to non-tender Dakota Hudson though. Um, yeah, that'd be my guess. And I mean, I think I don't remember who else is on that list. They have to. That's probably, that may be the only one. Oh, Ellen Woodford, I guess, would be the other one that they might let go. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, I know. I agree. I mean, it's, it's funny on all the, um, I don't, I, one, you feel like 
O'Neal has that four, five, six, four player type, it, which would be tough to just non-tender unless there's so much score surf that they're just not getting around it, you know. But I, yeah. I don't know if the Cardinals ever work that way. But uh, yeah, I agree with you on the non-tenders, and and to me, it, it the Hudson one would make the most sense, and kind of the same box that we talked about, you know, potentially O'Neal and scratch the surface on Carlson a little bit of, you know, the times probably come, and and uh, you know. The excuse is, hey, we have to make some roster roster moves or whatnot, but you know, I, I can see any of those at this point. Yeah, yeah, it should be. We should see a little bit of turnover this week. Well, um, and and maybe it'll be big turnover. We'll we'll find out. But uh, I think that's some interesting, still intriguing. That looks like the only thing that I could see over on um trade rumors uh, uh the other thing is i guess maybe we should we didn't i don't think we talked about this last week because i don't think it had happened just yet um but there is uh you know peter gammons who again i think you know you and i grew up with peter gammons being the source for everything yeah uh talked about Bloom being connected to the cardinals in an advisory position after being fired from boston's um uh, baseball operations um you know, there is Derek Gould talked, of course, you know, again, it's one of those things that Mo can't talk anything about it, but they have talked about the fact that they need to bring somebody in from the outside to look at this, this club and Bloom would seem to be an indication. There's also, I think possibility that they're talking to Kim Ning as well. Uh, but I don't know that for a fact and um, nobody's ever completely, um, said that I think there was just something in Derek's that said that they've talked they've reached out to a couple of people and that's just the second one I thought of but you know we've talked about it a long time I know we've talked about it for years and years and years how how they are fairly insular and fairly stale and they need something to go do this and it's very encouraging that they're finally kind of getting to that point yeah that's I I had a feeling that you would have would have supported that news you know, of an outside source mm-hmm. coming in. And is I would love to have Ng involved, by the way, because yeah. the way that she was handled was terrible in Florida. Absolutely. The, um, um, but no, I agree with you. I thought of you, I thought about you immediately when I saw those rumors come out. I was like, Daniel's been touting this for five years, that they're extremely insular and need an outside source to look in. And I would love to see it. I, and I potentially think that is going to happen. Yeah, I I think that I, I don't know um I don't know that it'll be Bloom, but it might be. Uh yeah, I wrote that in twenty twenty one I wrote that post. Um and we've talked about it well beforehand, so um about them being too insular. And and that's you know, just and there's good things about that. There's good things about consistency and there's good things about internal well, consistency is what I've used. But, you know, to have that kind of tradition and kind of thorough through of how this is how we do it and this is how it's worked and then we continue to work that. But there are times where that, that stuff has to be challenged or at least supplemented with some sort of different viewpoint, especially when things aren't working and, you know, things haven't been working on the pitching side for a little while now. And that's, I think that was the idea that Bloom would be bringing in some the knowledge on the pitching uh, that he might have brought from Tampa Bay. But, I, I am. I, I think it's a great thing if they can bring in somebody that has some some different perspectives to 
you know, and again, that's not, doesn't mean you go and do everything that they say, right? But you definitely have to weigh that and see what they do, why they do it. How does that work for you? Can you adapt it? All that kind of stuff, because you've obviously dug yourself in a pretty big hole. You got to start filling it in and you can do it temporarily by going out to the free agent market and getting three pitchers, but you can't sustain that. You can't go out every two or three years and go buy new pitchers. Um, not financially, at least not the way that the, the Cardinals have run in the last few years. So you need to be able to have that pipeline coming up or, or, or to be able to identify pitchers that, that work. So um, I, yeah, I think it's a great thing if they can get it done and um, we'll see if they can. Yep. It's, it, yeah. It's lining up to be probably a more exciting, less disappointing winner than 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 some perceive. I think, and uh, and adding another set of eyes like that would only builds to that to my you know to me. Yeah. And uh, and I'm I mean I'm already I'm ready for the winter meetings. I mean we're gonna I would say this week maybe a little bit of rumor stuff then Thanksgiving week not a lot, but then. That week before the meetings, I think we'd probably see a lot of things heat up rumor wise, and that because yeah. uh, then all the uh, conversations come out that that the groundwork has been laid at the uh, at the managers' meetings, and and it, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna start getting exciting. And it's gonna it, it will be a shortened off season. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna drag like it has the last few years. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I yeah, I think it's interesting. The other last little bit. Cardinals are still negotiating with Yadier Molina about being a coach. And Mo has said he expects Yadi to be part of the organization, but they're just still trying to determine responsibilities and duties and hours and things of that nature. I think it's very telling now. I think we, we always worried that he was going to be like the bench coach or something. Right. Um, apparently all the staff is coming back, which includes Joe McEwing uh, as bench coach, which I wasn't sure about given the fact that they kind of got, signed at the last minute but i think this just really kind of indicates that yachty's going to be some sort of almost special instructor type that he's not necessarily going to be in uniform every day yeah that's uh and it was one of those there was one of the uh the lines as well as that uh they're looking at expanding the staff regardless you know what i mean so i i thought well that 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 probably means that there probably won't be the time commitment that we assumed or thought that would actually scare him off nor the uh, the the uh, the shadow he would cast of being in the dugout every day. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think this is the best of both worlds type of thing. If that's, I agree, that's the way it works out. So, all right. Well, like I said, we don't plan to go again until December. It may be that I join with somebody next week if there's some non-tender news to do a little short one. Um, but until next time, we hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. If we don't talk to you before then. Um, and for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night. Burke deep out in left center. Tavares pulled over into a right center. Lane pacing in his right field position. Albert digs back in. Open stance, deep in the box. Bends at the uh, knee. Holds it down on the end. League is ready. With two on and two out, his 0-1 pitch. It's coming. Swing and a long one. There it is, baby. The Cardinals take the lead as Albert Pujols comes through in the pit. And the Redbirds lead this baby 5-4. to What'd I tell you, folks? David Eckstein, the man.
This could be a crushing blow, a crushing blow to the Houston Trump. Albert Pujols, you talk about a most valuable player. How is that? Woo! That thing left the ballpark in a hurry. A three-run home run, and the Cardinals lead 5-4.